Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the show today. Before we get started, I am asking for donations to keep my show free of ads and interruptions and provide the best quality information out there. There is a link in the description below. And again, thank you so much for supporting my podcast and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between, making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. And we are recording. Hello, Natalia. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thank you so much, Michael, for having me here. I'm super excited. Well, I'm um, glad we finally got together. There was uh, We had to do some rescheduling, all the crazy scheduling things that have been happening lately, and I'm really happy to have you on the show today. We are going to get metaphysical, everyone, and it reminds me of that song from Olivia Newton-John, you know, Let's Get Physical. Do you remember that song? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I never put two to two together. I love it. Yeah, so we're going to get metaphysical today, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things. Um, we're going to talk about how you became a minister, too, as well. Because I think that's so fascinating. Um, you do so many different things. Uh, I mean, I call you the the goddess guru. I mean, you do so many things. You empower people. And I think this is what this program is going to be today. It's going to be empowering. It's going to talk about different things. Maybe we'll talk about love, faith, all those different things. But Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Let's, so how did you get into ministry? Like, I mean, you do so many different things, but what led you down that path to become a metaphysical minister? Well, thank you so much for asking. Okay, so I was one of those children that saw like spirits, but I ha- I was terrified of my gifts. So I grew up in Catholic school and then from Catholic, I-, I really like all that. So then I tried Christianity and I remember being 15 years old talking to my Bible studies teacher about these entities I was seeing as waking me up. Now I know they're spirit guides and angels, but at that time, I had no idea. So she made me afraid of my gifts, telling me the devil's playing tricks on me and all that. So I lived for like a good like decade with fear, tremendous fear. And then when I became like, you know, 19, 20, that's when I started dabbling with tarot. And then 21, 22, I started, you know, learning Reiki. But of course, when you open yourself up as a channel to Reiki, all the other things come. So I realized, hey, I don't need to have a religious to be able to, know be a spiritual person metaphysical minister that is amazing so meta physical means beyond the physical realm so i believe in all those things that i seen growing up so it made me feel like i wasn't you know unsafe and that i was not normal that i actually have a special site that we all do we all are implants we all are intuitive and there's nothing to be afraid of so you bring in your physical with the unphysical world, with just the spirit guides, angels, your energy centers, and the, you know nature, everything. So um, that's what really made me study metaphysical science was because I knew that this felt like home to me. It was like a remembering, like my soul remembered, this is where I belong. I don't belong in these boxes. Yeah, and that's so true. And it's, a, you know, I grew up Catholic too, so I can totally relate to the whole idea of of the fear and the whole devil thing. It's amazing how they throw that grip on you and the guilt and and then the shame and everything else that goes along with that. And it's really still amazing that even through that experience, because most people would say like, okay, forget God. 
forget the, the G word, all that sort of thing. And you kind of lose, cause you're so focused on the spirituality of what religion is. Cause that's how we're supposed to be, be spiritual is through religion. And we're not taught anything else. And you get that programming and then there's that fear. And then you don't allow yourself to explore those different things. And it's so amazing that you still kind of went back to understanding that there's more to it than what I've learned through the Catholic church that I learned so much more. And there's so much other stuff that it's all incorporated. Yes. You know, I was one of those people that I still believe there was a universe out there. So I remember being a teenager saying, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. If I said that wrong, please forgive me. Please find my way. Help me, help me. I don't know what to believe anymore. So I was like a soul seeker since I was in my teens because I need to feel like there was something outside of myself to feel complete and safe because I grew up in a broken home with a mother who was abused physically from my stepfather and I was a little bit physical abused. So I grew up as a broken child scared, insecure, shy. I was like totally opposite than I am now. And I remember praying every single day, help me find my way, help me find a way. Because I, I like to visualize and daydream that I was like mixed at birth because I just felt like I didn't belong. Of course, you know, she left him and she felt much more empowered. And that's what led me to become who I am today. Because I said to myself, I'm making a sacred commitment to me. I'm never going to be that person. I'm going to have my worth. I'm going to have that confidence to not dim my light and let a man beat me or not dim my light and put up with things that don't serve me. So growing up in that way formed me into who I am and I'll never change anything. I actually forgive and thank my stepfather for these beautiful gifts because if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be this amazing metaphysical minister or goddess guru. I might be, you know, working in corporate worlds, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's and that's one of the things I, you know, I struggled with over the years is, is trying to understand. Okay, these things happen to me, but they're a blessing when you look at them. At you know, later, at the time, they look, you know, they're shit. Like, I mean, it's like, wow, this this really sucks. I, you know, <laughs> this. I mean, I can't believe I'm going through this crap, sort of crap. And I mean, is this what life is all about? And you have that filter, but then once you change that filter and you kind of say, okay, but now, I mean this gives me the opportunity because of all the crazy things that happened in my life. And it's, it's interesting. I have very similar incidents, like, you know, about your background and my background too, as well, very dysfunctional, different things happening. And it gives me the opportunity that I can have a conversation with people like yourself and other men too, as well. And I can, I can converse with them on that level. I say, listen, I've been there. I know what it's all about. And those experiences and by having those experiences it allows us to be better teachers and to provide people with, you know, more information, say, listen, we got you. We got you. I got you, my sister. I got you, my brother. And we're going to take you to that next level. We can get through this. Don't you worry. And there's that power behind it that we know now, because you have that metaphysical background. You kind of know things. The veil is kind of lifted off. You get to see behind the curtain. You're now you're Dorothy, right? You're in the Wizard of Oz. You pull back that curtain and you can look behind it and kind of go, yeah, this is really cool. And I'll show you the way. Just, I'll be there for you. Just take that step with me. I love that analogy. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is, people think it's far, far away in another planet, but no, it's here now. The spirit realm is here now, just a higher frequency, a higher dimension. But if you're in tune, if you meditate and you quiet yourself, you'll be able to connect 
that's the time right now where more and more people are waking up and more and more people are connected. And you're absolutely right. We are impacts and we can relate and accept all. So we have less judgment because we've been through it and we can hold space because we've been there. So we don't have to fake it till we make it. We've done it. We survived it. And now we're striving through it. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. We don't have to fake it. Yeah. We've been there. We didn't know there was no faking that shit. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly. yeah, it happened. <laughs> There's just no way to, you know, fake to the, some of the things that uh, I know that you went through and then myself too, as well. I mean, that's in it. So as far as your messages, when you talk to people too, as well, you're not always a minister. I mean, you do minister um, for the most part, but you're always counseling people and talking to them too, as well. What are some of the messages that you, you kind of give people that when they come to see you, what are some of the main messages that you like to promote? Okay. So a lot of people come to me and they feel unworthy. So I've noticed like eight of the 10 of my female clients and even some men have a lack of confidence. So I love to empower people to see their greatness, to see their worth, to look at themselves and say a positive affirmation, look in the mirror. And even if they don't believe it, Say one good thing about yourself. So I love to promote love. Self-love is my favorite topic to talk about because when you can build one person up at a time and make them remember their worth and help them realize that they're a gift from the universe, that they are a sacred medicine that belongs here in this earth plane right now, and that they can say one thing. You know, I'm, I'm grateful to wake up today. I'm grateful that I have the ability to walk. Even if it's not physical, I'm grateful for my capacity to remember things. It doesn't matter. But if they start waking up every day with a, a gratitude and they start loving themselves, they impact their family. And they family impacts the community. And the community impacts the whole globe. So we need to remember that, that we are all lighthouses, that we just need to turn on our light. And then when we turn on the light, we shine the path so other people can find their light too. So I'm not going to be a tugboat going and rescuing people. I said, don't do that here. This is the way. Rescue, rescue. No, we, I'm a what, strong pillar. We can't do that? We can't do that? We can't be tugboats <laughs> anymore? No, because that will be draining, depleting, and then it'll take away people's free will. They have to choose themselves to be the masters of their realities. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> we talk about the tugboat. It's like, yeah, I've been that tugboat, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many different things. And one of the things, okay, so how do we get, when you see your clients and they come in, they're lacking that confidence, that self-worth, where does that stem from? Like, where do we, how do we fall from grace? Like, where did, where did it all start? I mean, I know everybody's got different stories and a lot of it is from childhood, but, you know, sometimes I feel like it's, a, it's almost like a building process. It's just one shitty thing after another. It just kind of erodes certain things. Is that what you kind of see what's happening? I do. I see for sure from the early years when you're a child, it can be as earlier from when you're in the womb. And then you hear that your father says, oh, no, not another girl. And then you're already born with this subliminal program that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Oh, my God. I didn't match my expectation. So you're already born with this failure attitude. And then you've seen it around through your parents, through your cousins through your teachers oh you can't sing or you're too loud or be quiet or you know just the marks that you may get maybe like c's or d's or e's growing up you always feel inadequate inadequate and there's lots of competition especially growing up in the 80s and 70s and even beyond my time right so now at least we are moving away from that but 
because of all that competition mindset and all that insecurities that were programmed from our parents who learned that from their parents. So it's like a um, ancestral lineage pain and trauma because they do the best they could with the knowledge that they have at this time. Hurt people, hurt people. So when you can realize that, then it's uh, easier to embrace compassion and love and to do some timeline work where you can heal, go back into the womb and say, I am belonging here in this earth plane. I am exactly who I'm meant to be. I chose the right body to come to now. <laughs> yeah, that is that is really profound too. I mean, doing that timeline work, I mean, a lot of people, you know, this is kind of the great thing about, you know, this whole movement and, and people kind of waking up to the spirituality and it's it just basically healing themselves, healing timelines, healing ancestral wounds. You know, this is the perfect opportunity this time and this time and place being on earth so many people are going through this and a lot of people don't know that they're going through this. And this is why I kind of love doing this podcast because it just gives them the, the information to find people like yourself and other healers and other people out there, practitioners that can help them through these timeline things and kind of figure out, oh, I don't have to be like my father. I don't have to be like my mother. I don't have to be like my grandfather or my grandfather's grandfather. I can stop it right now. I can change that. I can make that decision to, to finally empower myself to really, you know, heal myself and stop that. So is that what you're seeing too, as well? You're seeing a lot of timelines being shifted and changed and people come to you and you're kind of like, okay, we're stopping the brakes here. We're not going to go down that path anymore. Exactly. Because I'm also a certified hypnotherapist. I've been a certified hypnotherapist since 2004. I work with past life regression. I work with timeline repair before it became mainstream and ooh, amazing. I did it before it became cool. And yes, you give people back their power when you can say, hey, you don't have to own that pain and trauma anymore. Give yourself permission to let it go. Because when you can go to your past and remove those pains and traumas and energy triggers, you can move forward with much more grace and peace. You can't move forward in the direction that you want Looking backwards, you have to erase that, reprogram it. So we will go down into the timeline to that first trauma and, you know, talk to your inner child the way that you want someone to talk to. So with positive affirmations and words and let them feel safe and seen. And then we do a lot of healing. So your inner child is giving you messages and you are giving your inner child messages. And sometimes it may feel like imagination, but guess what? Imagination is a key to the spirit world because you have to use that third eye. You have to imagine. You have to visualize. Every single athlete, every single successful guru have to visualize themselves every single day succeeding. And that's future timeline. I see myself on stage traveling the world right now. And wherever I go, people recognize me. And I'm the goddess version of you know, Wayne Dyer or Tony Robbins. So I do my future timeline and I've done my past healing time, timeline and other past lives as well, because then there was another past life that was burnt for my gifts. And I was shunned for doing Reiki and energy work. And I was a high priestess there. So because of that timeline being afraid, I grew up in this timeline with so much fear for my first 20 years of my life. Fear, fear, fear. Now, I can connect to my crystals. I can connect to my guides. And I'm like, not afraid. I can see a spirit when I'm doing some Reiki and I'm not afraid. So it does feel so good when you work with your timelines because you step into your embodiment now with love. Yeah. 
that's 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 the key word right there is love like and that is something that's so missed and something that's so it's so familiar but so unfamiliar you know it, it like that true connection that true love it's it you know we're all striving for that that's the one thing that you know every human being on the earth now they, that's what the essence that's what it is it's love it's not a new car it's i mean sure it'd be nice to have a new car but i mean it's it's the superficial it's the it's the stuff that's more internal that it's it's basically it's forever there it's that love feeling that is just missing you know trying to create that wholeness in your life it's so true it is so true it's that's the key when you learn to love yourself and learn to love others with compassion and practice radical empathy and radical compassion and being that state of love the highest vibration is the love right love does create a new world so yes i i feel like more and more people are waking up and realizing during this pandemic time that hey i can't go out where should i go it's pointing you inside to go within and start loving yourself and start looking at your neighbors with more love and start realizing we're all in this together. Yeah. And that's so true. And that's the kind of a, you know, people always talk about how bad COVID is, but you know, if you reflect on that point of view and say, it's given you the opportunity to go within and to kind of figure out what's really important. And so many people I've heard, you know, over the podcast is it's really reflecting, re reflecting on what is really important in their lives you know, they're spending more time with their kids. They're realizing that, you know, the, how important that is. Like, you mean, we go to work, kids go to school and you see them when they come home and then you start the thing over again and you really don't spend time with them. You really don't get to know them. I mean, sure, it's, you know, it could be a pain in the butt. I mean, you get your kids home and sometimes you just want to pull your hair out. But at the <laughs> same time too, you get to see them a little bit more in a better individual light. And I know that's changed a lot of people too as well. Exactly. Oh, did, he, did, he, did he bring you your coffee there? Yes, he did. He what did. a nice guy. What yes. a nice guy. Hey, if, you, if, if you want to drive up to, um, up to Toronto here, you can, <laughs> I can use a Starbucks right now. <laughs> <laughs> He's smiling. Oh yes. He has to go up to upstairs to go to work as well. Everyone's uh, working at home. The kids are upstairs learning from home. I have four children and yes, I have all those moments too. And I'm so grateful that they're safe, that we're here, that they have the ability to connect to Wi-Fi and still learn. And yes, it has brought us closer together. It has helped us to just reset. Because sometimes, oh, I know for me, I'm a doer. I'm very, very busy. So the COVID time was like a rebirth for me to go within more. Even though I had a great balance of divine feminine and divine masculine, I still was a high achiever. Like, you know, I do many things. I've been doing this for two decades. So, of course, I'm a Reiki master, a minister, a certified hypnotherapist. Of course, what am I going to do? Just do one thing for the rest of my life? I'm a serial entrepreneur. So this COVID helped me to have my own rebirth. And that's when I legally changed my name was during COVID because my guys, my, my heart resonated to Natalia Love Angelou. And I never had the courage to do it until 2020 because I had the perfect sight and I knew I need to do it 2020. So I, it wasn't a big change from Natalie to Natalia, but the, the last name, instead of being Hague, which sounds so boring, Natalie Hague, like I'm bigger than a Hague. So that's why I, I really changed my name to Natalia Love Angelou. Wow. And that's such a powerful name too. You think about, you know, love and then Maya Angelou herself, it's just a, a powerful divine feminine energy too, as well. So, I mean, 
it's, it's perfect. I mean, that is you and your personality. That's just, you're big and beautiful. And you know, I, I, it's just that energy that comes across. And I think that's why you're so successful in a lot of things that you do is, is, is a, it's a genuine authentic, authenticity. <laughs> Hold on here. Let me have a beverage while I wet my yeah. whistle so I could speak properly. That, that's, that, that's a big word. Just yeah. like unapologetically. How yeah. can you say so fast? Yeah. So I hear you there. <laughs> yeah. There, there are times, you know, it's funny. Like I do this, you know, as, as a job right now. And there's sometimes I wonder, it's like, man, I speak for a living and I can't even get the words out, you know? <laughs> and I've done this for years. Cause I was working, I worked in television for 20 plus years too, as well. Yeah. So it's, there are times where I can't speak. And I, I thought about changing the name to the, of the podcast to the metaphysical moron, just because <laughs> It's like, man, I can't get these words out. I can't get my brain thinking. I want to know about you. So what got you into this? Because, yeah, I want to have What, to podcasting? Yes. Well, you know what it was? It was kind of like shit or get off the pot. I had friends of mine that had been doing podcasts, and um, she's been very successful at it. And I've been really struggling with my own spiritual gifts. Like, I mean, I've I've been in the closet for the most part for... I'd say 18 plus years. I, I mean, I'm also a Reiki practitioner too, as well. I had, a, I had a clinical practice too, as well. And, you know, I kind of went from back and forth between doing kind of my spiritual work and then kind of more corporate television thing and trying to balance it. And one always, you know, one I was kind of successful at, and then one I wasn't kind of successful at. And then with um, COVID, it really trying to change things. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, I'm 50 plus years. And it's like, okay, what, what am I going to do? And it was kind of like, you know, do you want to go back in to start doing readings? Do you want to start doing that again? And I was doing readings for years, but again, it was more off and on. It wasn't really out there. I wasn't like Michael Philpott, the psychic medium. I was Michael Philpott, the TV guy. And that's all I knew, right? So again, that, that big switch. So it was kind of like really coming out of the closet. It's like, okay, how do you want to really em- embrace this? And, uh, you know, I had some really encouragement, but I also had like a really kind of a, had a really deep, dark awakening at the same time, like 2019 was really rough for me. And it just really kind of like, I had to re- refocus and it's like, man, okay, what do, I, what, what do I want to do with the rest of my life? You know, what really makes me feel empowered? What do I really love to do? And I looked at a lot of things, what I did, because, you know, I've done so many different things because I'm very similar like you. I, I can't just do one thing. I had to explore every little thing. But again, a lot of those things I did, I mean, they were great and I loved the opportunities, but I was never happy with it. You know, there wasn't something that really fulfilled my soul. And when I realized that I really love teaching, that's when the jazz kind of started. Then it's like, oh, am I supposed to feel this way when I'm actually supposed to be working? Is this, is this normal? Feeling joy, feeling bliss? What, what is this? This, this, this? this ain't happening. Like, why am I happy? But, you know, so then I started realizing, okay, yeah, let's just do this. Let's just jump in. I got nothing to lose and let's just do it. Wow, you're natural at it. You you have a beautiful voice, you have positive energy. Yeah, you were made for this. So I'm glad that you followed that calling and that you questioned yourself in 2019 and you took the step to do this. And this is so important. People need to take this step to listen to that inner voice. Because when you listen to the inner voice, then you align to your divine, you align to your purpose. And that's what everyone's looking for. Yeah, that is so true. And, and that's part of the, 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 the reason for the podcast is to help people direct them and get them into the people and the right people. Because, you know, I try to cover as many topics as possible, because not everybody's going to resonate with certain topics and certain things. And, you know, it's, it's been really nice to kind of get some feedback, like really just 
off the wall feedback. I had, you know, had somebody, you know, in Colorado, you know, uh, answer, um, reach out to me on Facebook says, you know, thanks for the information. Thanks for the free information that really helped me. I'm really struggling. And it's like, Oh, shit, I guess it really, I mean, it just made that kind of like, all right, I gotta get back into it because like anybody who does spiritual work and they want to kind of do a business aspect of it too, as well. We're always kind of struggling with, you know, how can I monetize this? Is it really worth it? Why would I want to put this out there? And if I can't get anything back. And I mean, I know that's what you do. You, you help people figure that out. And I struggled with it for years. And that was kind of reason why it took me so long to kind of, like I said, just get off the pot and do it. Yes. You know, uh, that was, I just shared that literally on my social media, just like yesterday about the whole money story, because you can be spiritual and you can have a lot of money. Let's erase the patriarchy society that says money is the root of all evil. And no, you cannot have money. Money is bad. No, it's not. It's a piece of paper. That's all it is. The stamp with color in Canada, at least we have the color, and yes. it's used as a value to do an exchange. So when we can realize that this is just a piece of paper, it's just an energy um, value, just like everything else in life. Everything has an energy value. Everything resonates. So when you can align yourself to, hey, I'm worthy of charging whatever you want to charge for your services, I'm worthy of charging a hundred bucks for this service. Of course, because once you can feel that worth and not feel like, oh no, it's a shame. I can't charge for this. Um, I had to do a lot of reprograms to reset my mentality because I have this uh, money blockage, which was spiritual people can't make money. But then I had to reset that. So, no, look at TV Jakes, look at Joel Olson, look at Deepak Chopra, look at Edgar Tolle, look at Elizabeth Gilbert. And I had to put myself out there to realize all these people are teaching spirituality. It could be different forms, but we're all given the same message. And they're living in huge mansions and they have like churches, they have whatever, right? Yeah, so when yeah. you can see like, hey, spirituality and money can go together and you are a valuable person. You right now sharing your wisdom with the podcast and touching that person's life in Colorado. That is a beautiful value. And what you're doing now is you're giving, giving, giving. So the universe sees that. So the universe is going to say, oh, you know what, Michael, you help this person and that person helped this person. Look at the ripple of love. Here's your karma. Here's all the amazing things back. So when you can wake up with that abundance mindset and wake up with that given mindset without what's in it for me, which you're doing right now when you give through your podcast, then you will receive. Then you'll receive so much more. So I think it's so important for people to really own their worth because when they own the worth, then they'll realize, hey, you know what? I can't charge money for this because this is my time. This is all my expertise in 20 years to become who I am today. And you start working with that so you can you know, feel comfortable with that price range. And right now will be something and the next year will be just something. You continuously change and evolve. So of course, the value that you charge for your services is gonna continually shift and evolve. When I first started Reiki, it was 50 bucks an hour. So now it's a hundred bucks, right? So things change when you grow. Yeah. And there's and always people there to pay for you. Yeah. People and not, and have that's money just, to pay you. Yeah. Yeah. There, that's <laughs> the great thing about it. Like, you know, there's always that mentality, like, you know, that, that uh, there's a short supply of people and resources and stuff like that. And you think about it, like there's how many billions of people on exactly. this planet? Like, mm -hmm. and so you, if you think like, oh, there's only so many people in my area, but you got to think there's a worldwide, like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, so when you, when you look at like, oh, I'm going to just help people in Canada, but there's somebody in, in Brazil that you could help. 
There's somebody, I mean, now it's so, it's so globally. There's somebody in Singapore that you can help that, you know, has finances that can do it. There's somebody in, well, I was going to say China, but they won't allow you to listen to anything in China, but let's <laughs> go like Europe or any other place uh, that uh, allows a free access of information. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. And uh, which I think is fantastic. It is. This is a time when we can share our light in the comfort of our home and people have the time because they're not allowed to go out right now we're in lockdown again here in canada at least so it's the time when hey things are going online right and you can make an impact just from the comfort of your home to singapore to brazil to europe to everywhere and that's the beauty of it and the people that align to your vibration will find you and that's the beauty is that abundance mentality means that hey you're not going to run out with people and there's a people there's a person for every vibration right like I go to Walmart sometimes when I want to buy like, you know, toilet paper. And then I'll go to like a higher end store when I want to buy a pair of jeans. Right. So it's like that. It's like sometimes you go to fast food. Sometimes you go fine dining. Sometimes you may want deals for certain things, but sometimes, you know, hey, this jeans is worth a hundred bucks because if I get this twenty nine dollar jeans from Walmart, it's not going to last. So people pay for the value that you provide and they pay for the experience not just for that, oh, Reiki, it's for you, for your energy, for your experience. And that can go for any topic, right? You do yeah. metaphysical work as well, right? You, you do metaphysical podcasts, but what other services do you do? Well, I mean, that was just one of them. I mean, the podcasting is is the one main thing, but obviously teaching Reiki, it was one of them. But actually, I'm actually, I've specialized into actually intuitive diagnosis training for health practitioners. Oh, so wow. I'm working with naturopathic doctors and um, acupuncturists and um, Chinese, uh, Chinese uh, traditional Chinese practitioners, and I'm helping them develop their intuitive diagnostic abilities. So that hand happened again, very synchronicity too, as well. And uh, because of my background in health and fitness, anyways, it was just a natural progression. Plus, with teaching and my psychic abilities, it just kind of lent everything together. So. Yeah. So that's been, been fantastic. So I just have been doing one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, it's been difficult, obviously with COVID, but uh, once the COVID thing, it'll, it'll just start taking off and I'll get my classroom going and just get lots of people, but that's the, that's where I'm going. And that's, I think that's a trend that really is really needed out there. Exactly. Well, that's wonderful. And now there's so many shows that make people realize, Hey, being to the, being the medium, being, you know, going to energy healers, you see them all in different shows right? Sometimes my friends, because I don't watch a lot of TV, sometimes my friends are like, oh my God, they talked about Reiki in this episode of this show. Or, you know, I, I just watched Surviving Death because a client kept telling me I have to watch Surviving Death. Yesterday, I just turned it on. I watched three episodes that I don't usually have time to watch TV. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is great. It's on Netflix. They're talking about mediumship and they're talking about, you know, the afterlife, about synchronicities connecting to your loved ones. I'm like, this just oh, it was so amazing to know that people can watch these things now it's so much easier. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I always love when people, you know, I, you remember, I don't know how far you go back, but it's, you remember like as far as the uh, Celestian prophecies, when that oh, book yeah. came out, it was like the quintessential book for people who were back in the nineties. It was like, this was the <laughs> awakening moment. And then we had the secret and then everybody goes, did you know about the secret? It's like, yeah, like, 10 years ago and they're finally waking up to it. It's like, you know, when you saw this Netflix thing and we're, we're both going, yeah, we've been doing this for 20 years. Like really? Exactly. I mean, but it's so nice to hear and refreshing to hear people 
who are they're finally getting to the mass media. It's like it's, it's making it more normal, and it's so important that they're those little shows will kind of wake them up and go, "Oh my God, this is really cool. This is really exactly. neat." It's so true. Yeah, when the secret came out, I was like, oh, "Okay, good." All the millennials, all the teenagers, and even I have adults who are waking up to just that secret. So it was like the secret text that people needed. But we've heard this like 20 years ago. We've heard this a hundred years ago. Like it's not been, you know, the new age thing. It's so like centuries old, right? So it's great though that the awakening has happened because now more and more people can have these conversations without fear, and they can feel like, hey. I belong to a community. I'm safe here. I can talk on these Facebook groups and listen to others, listen to this podcast. And you have like a team, a supportive community. Yeah. And that's really it too, is it really important now is it developing your tribe, your community too, as well. And it's really important. I mean, because a lot of times when you're doing this work, you know, I always thought for the longest time I was just batshit crazy, you know? Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I struggled with it too. And, but once you start building a community of people that you can actually have conversations about, oh, you know, talk about your guides. Oh my, oh, I saw my guides and this and that, you know, and, and they kind of look at you and it's like, what, what are you talking about? Like I, for the longest time, I really had a very small circle of friends that they kind of knew me. They kind of get me when I talked about, you know, guides and things like that. And they kind of, at first they were looking at, okay, Mike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then they started to realize, okay, yeah, this guy is actually psychic. We better maybe start listening to him, what he's got to say. You know, but it's interesting how that, that all just changes too, as well, when people start awakening themselves to it. It's true. And so I have friends now that like, they don't know everything I do, but they're like, my son has a nightmare. Can you come here, please? Uh, I don't know. Do whatever you do. Do that sage, do whatever. And they're like not open, but they just are desperate. So I go into the house. I feel the energy. I'm like, oh yeah, in this space here, there's a, a portal and you know, I'm going to seal it. And then I have my, my pendulum and my sage and Palo Santo, whatever. Like I walk in ceremony. That's me. It's not just nine to five. It's like always. Anyways. So I, I my, my, I'm a um, visual person, right? Clairvoyance. But I was like, I remember that's how I see it. Like in my third eye is like pictures and images. So I, I see all the stuff. I just like open up and I just say the stuff and then, you know, that's it. And then she said her son has not waken up at night with night terrors since I've done it. So she's like, how did you do it? She's telling all her friends about it. And I'm like, well, this is a favor for you because you're my soul sister. Well, one of the moms in my, you know, my community. Right. And I'm like, this is not something I do for everyone. You're, you get a special treatment because it's not my passion to go into everyone's houses and close the portals and, and clear the dark energies. That's not my favorite thing to do, even though I can do it. So we can do a lot of things, but we do the things that we like to. So I say you get special treatments, but yeah, it's great to be able to help and be able to, you know, be of service without feeling like you're crazy, right? Like yeah. I can talk about my angels on my Instagram account. I can talk about my spirit guides on my Instagram and people follow me and they love it and they like it and they're asking questions now, which is so beautiful to see. Yeah. And that's really is. It's when they start asking those beautiful questions and it's just amazing, you know, those questions you receive and you talk about angels and entities and spirits. So now are you working with specific energies yourself? Do you work with specifically with angels? I know other people just work with angels. They work with spirit guides or do you kind of encompass everything? Like you work with angels, spirit guides, I love you know, that. descended masters, goddesses, and all those other things. Like what, like who do you work so, with? Okay. So who are your I peeps? 
Okay, let's do this. Let's well, talk about your peeps. I, I am really into an Aboriginal Native American um, ceremony and sacred healing. Like my first woman's circle was with my teacher, my Wiki master teacher. And um, she's an Aboriginal. And so she taught me earth-based spirituality. And um, just this past year, August, 2020, I asked her for my native name. And this is something I've really wanted for a long time. And I really value her and trust her. She's a medium clairvoyant and I know it for myself, but to have from her was like initiation. So she said to me, you are, this is what the spirits have told her. We had a beautiful sacred circle with a fire and her husband was a fire keeper and all the elements were called and all the guides and ancestors were there. And she said, you are she who carries light. And when she told me that I was just bawling and it was just such a sacred, sacred, um, like memory I always cherish. No pictures allowed for this type of work. So then I asked her, what light do you hear them say? And she's like, it doesn't matter. You are she who carries light. You could carry the star seed light. You could carry the angelic light. You embody light. So when she was telling me this, I just felt like, oh my God, thank you. Because that's what I always felt inside. I connect with the angels. I connect with the spirit guides. I connect with my ancestors. I connect with the earth. And I really love connecting with my crystals. So Lumerian is one of the star seeds that I connect with. And this is a Lumerian wand. And um, I believe that we all are energy frequencies that can connect to any dimension, to any higher beings. I'm talking to Christ consciousness, like I'll talk to Mother Mary, like I'll talk to Isis and Kali and to Lumerians. So I feel like as long as you feel comfortable owning all those aspects of self that you don't have to be in a box and I'm only going to talk to this being, right? So I would say I'm a very, um, I carry light in all forms, but those are the ones I resonate with at this time. Yeah. And that's pretty, now intuitively when you're working with somebody too, as well, I mean, some people will more gravitate to, let's say, you know, uh, earthbound energies, you know, fairies and elementals, and then maybe they'll go into angels. Like, you know that, okay, this person is an angel person. We got to stick in the angel realm, or this person is a spirit guide thing, or is they're more like, okay, let's talk about their grandparents or their, and their kind of guardian angel type energy too, as well. Cause you know, some people just gravitate just from their upbringing too, as well. They just, that's what they kind of gravitate to the most. Do you find Yes. That's what you kind of work with when you For do your me, intuitive work? Yeah. I would say angels, definitely. That, that's something I've been since I was a child, always connected with the angels. For all my goddess circles, for all my online circles, I call them all the archangels. I met Doreen Virtue before she converted herself, and I got my angel certificate um, in 2000. And was it two or three in Toronto? And I was like super happy. I have that picture on my website. And it doesn't matter if she's not doing that type of work anymore because. That was a sacred moment in my life that, you know, helped me realize like, hey, yeah, I can call, you know, Archangel Michael to come here right now in his beautiful store. And I visualize this big store with lots of gems here and I can cut cords for people. And he comes right away because Archangel Michael will go anywhere at any time. Could be with you, me and a hundred other people, right? And Archangel Raphael to come in here to give me the extra boost of energy healing with an emerald light. And Archangel Gabriel to come here to help me write this book. I want to get the creative sacral chakra working so I can write this book and implement it and show up fully in this world. So you need your sacral chakra open for that. So yeah, so number one, I would say if I had to choose, it is definitely angels. That's my number one. It's, um, yeah, I, the, the spirits and stuff like that, uh, um, I never really got into that, even though I, I would, you know, hug a tree anytime. I would hug, I got like my selenite wand here. I got my azurite here. 
I got all my crystals here and I have it all back here. So I love earth, but I, I say that the celestial beings are who I really connect with. Yeah. And you know, the celestial beings are, you know, so important because I mean, they're everywhere at every time, everywhere. So, you know, you don't, you don't have to worry about, you know, they're not going to be there for you. I mean, they can be at any time, any place, anywhere, which is really important. And they're great for protection. I mean, I definitely use them for, um, in, in my Reiki practice too, I just call them in and just in general, when I was like, even when I was going on, on, on stage and performing or either on like sets, I always called in Archangel Gabriel just to help me speak and, you know, just to kind of, just to protect my energies too. Cause you know, um, the one thing about television industry, you work with a lot of very, um, very toxic individuals. So I'm being an empath, like, you know, you always make sure that you're covered and you're, you're surrounded by that white light and that beautiful energy too, as well, which is really important. Oh, and, I love um, my bubbles. I yeah. make my bubbles every day. I'm out walking with the kids in the woods. I'm like, okay, pause, breathe in this beautiful golden light from the sun. Are you, are you in your sacred bubble right now? This beautiful golden light around you. And my kids, like at that time, like I have like four, right? 20 year old, 16 year old, 13 year old, nine year old. This is like talking last week times. My 13 year old and my nine year old are like bickering and fighting. I'm like, we're not moving here. You're not in the present moment. You have to feel the earth. You have to put yourself in the bubble and you have to see roots growing from your feet like you're a big tree, like you're grounded yourself. And then first like bickering and fighting, bickering and fighting, but then when they realize that, you know, this is what's happening right now. They stop, they take a few deep breaths, they do it, and then it calms them down. I'm like, see, you have to do this all the time. So when you're on stage, definitely. I love my beautiful protection bubbles everywhere we go. So teaching the children now is so important. But yeah, every day, put in your sacred, you know, beautiful shield. It's important to do that. It's like taking a shower and brushing your teeth. You have to like put out your sacred shield. And I do it like that because that's like, I'm a, I love to imagine and feel it. So when I put my hands up and go all the way around and then reach my hands to the bottom, I'm in a nice sacred container. Yeah, that's important. Do you find your kids like running around the house with uh, smudging and stuff like that too as well? Do they, they do they walk up to you? Like do they walk up to you and start smudging, grabbing the feather, and just start smudging? Say, "Mom, you're, you're a little, your energy's a little off here." Like, do you find they, they would be like, "Oh, uh, why don't you go downstairs and, and grab your things and do that thing you do?" So they wouldn't be grabbing my smudge. So because the boys, for some reason, they're more like, mm, you know, I believe that everyone has their own personality. They're entitled to have their own free will and choice. So like, even though I'm so like open and I'm a minister and I do all this, I teach it all. I allow them to be who they are as well. So it's not like rigid, like you have to meditate this time, you have to do this. No, because I don't want to be like in that control box like it, it was for me in the Catholic school, right? So my husband and I, we've been together since high school for 24 oh, wow. years. Wow. And he allows me to do the Reiki on him, allows me to smudge him, and he'll hold my drama and hold, he came to, you know, drama circles, but it's not his favorite thing to do. So people have to realize, and I do ceremonies for a living, like wedding ceremonies for a living. I love amplifying love. So people have to realize that we're all a unique expressions of source. So just because they're not practicing that many chants or that many mudras or that many positions in the yoga movement or whatever people do, it's okay because his journey here is to support me and to love me unconditionally. And he's a wise Buddhist monk in his past life. I can see that and feel it. So he like, well, I'm like going off to these seminars and stuff. He's like, why do you need to do that? You know those things. You do those things. I'm like, it's the energy stuff. And he's like, okay, whatever. Who's that? You could be charging that thousands of dollars for that Tony Robbins thing. You're just like him. But so he's like, knows all these intuition without having to practice it in this lifetime, but it's not his favorite thing. So he won't grab my crystals and my sage and my kids 
they have all the crystal collections, but they won't do the whole like sage all the time unless they're with me at that moment. And every day we do like sharing circles at dinner time. We do this roses and thorns. Roses is share one good thing that happened in your day, and thorn is share something that's not good. So they can uh, learn how to express their emotions. So I'm all about expressing the emotions and ha having conversations. And if they pick up all this, because it's all around the house and everywhere, then that's an added bonus. I'm like, yes, my son can cry and he can have a crystal in his pocket. So they love my crystals. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's and that's a really empowering too, because you know it's it's something that it's really profound. Kids are and they learn by osmosis, right? They they watch and learn. They pick up what they want, and you yeah. know you know, 10 years from now, they it may not be bothered, but then it's like 10 years from now, they'd be like, all of a sudden your, your son opens a Reiki practice, or he's, uh, he's now a, a naturopathic doctor or something like that. And he's doing, he's doing seminars and empowering his own uh, divine masculine brothers and out there too, as well. There, I mean, there's so many different things, man. And that's the great thing about it is like, when you have great role models, you have great kids and great kids become great leaders, you know? Ah, uh. Thank you for that. Because I figured, hey, if I'm this good for my traumatic childhood, then they're going to be, oh, my God, way better than I am. Right. So yeah. that's what I always say. So thank you for that. They're going to be, you know, in their relationships in the future. We need to go outside and hug trees and connect with Earth. And their partners are like, what? OK. So it does sink in and it's in their subconscious mind. And then when they are ready, then they'll come out. Yeah. And it's it's really interesting. I've had so many. Uh, I had a naturopathic doctor on and she gets her husband now to walk outside, even in the cold and ground himself and with his bare feet. It'll be like it'd be dead of winter and stuff like that. And he'll be out there in his bare feet grounding himself. And she, she said like, I, you know, if you were to told me years ago, he'd be doing this. No, but again, it's, it's just, you know, once you kind of get it, you get it. And it just comes part of your daily practice and everything. Exactly. My husband will be like, you know, okay, okay. Come here and put your magic hands on me. And I'm like, okay, what color do you see? And I'm doing it. So he is open to it, but he just, he's an electrical engineer and I'm a Reiki master. We both work on energy, but in a different way. He does high voltage engineer and energy and I do high voltage universal energy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's got that very analytical mind, you know, as an engineer yeah. or something like that. It's very, you know, practical, very analytical and stuff like that. And then there's the dynamic of you you know, you're, you're very intuitive. You're on the other side of it too. But again, you have that practicality, which helps a nice blend of everything else. We have to, especially like there's too much people that sometimes they think that it only has to be one way, but then they are blocked in other departments in their life, right? We have to realize that we're multifaceted beings, we're multidimensional beings. And you can't just be in dreamland all the time. I can't just embrace my divine feminine every day and just meditate day and night, day and night, if I want to be able to feed and support my kids and show up in my community, I have to step into my divine masculine and I have to do a website and I have to post on social media and I have to take the action to invest in this course or to do all these things I do, right? So it's a fine balance, as beautiful, sacred dance. We have to be able to own the feminine and the masculine in union. Both are needed right now. Both is so important too much masculine isn't good either because you'll be burnt out and overwhelmed too much feminine isn't good because you'll be always in dreamland and not really embodied in this earth plane so we need to merge the both of them together like yeah. merge in the spirit world with the physical world right yeah I, and i love that too and I, and I think that's just so important i think that's really what's really necessary for everybody out there you know both men and women is just 
that beautiful balance and that dance of uh, their both their divine masculine and feminine energies and becoming whole and and I think that's really important. So I really appreciate you you mentioning that because I think that's a really important thing and especially perfect because we're almost out of time here. And uh, <laughs> oh wow, that yeah. was fast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it certainly does. When I always say, when you have two people who are very passionate about what they do and you got a lot of beautiful energy coming across, it just you look. I look at the clock and it's like okay. I got to start closing this off because that's, uh, it's almost time. But uh, so if people are looking for you, Natalia, where can they find you on the World Wide Web? So I made it very easy for everyone. So I put my handle Natalia Love Angelou. So on Instagram, I'm Natalia Love Angelou. Uh, I got Twitter, but it's embarrassing right now, but my daughter said I needed it. So yeah, Natalia Love Angelou there. On Facebook, Natalia Love Angelou. My website, natalialoveangelou.com. And I do have Sacred Breakthroughs, which is my holistic business. I won many awards from with my Sacred Breakthroughs. And that's been there forever. So sacredbreakthroughs.com is where you see all about the holistic services. Natalia Love Angelou is where I'm at now with my coaching. And I have an online mentorship program for people who want to dive deep into their goddess and really get the support. So it's a, a weekly Zoom. Every week I show up, every Fridays or Saturdays for 90 minutes, beautiful community of women to embrace the divine feminine. So there's one week where we do card readings and I give card readings to everybody. There's another week where we do healings and meditations and I send out Reiki to everyone. So it's a much more affordable way to have me weekly on their, you know, in their home and they don't have to catch all of it. They can just catch one or two. I just wanted to share that because sometimes it's hard for people to pay $100 an hour for Ricky, but they could pay $100 for four weeks, right? And yeah. come and go whenever they want. So I try to make it easy for everyone to find me. And if they just want to get that inspiration, I share a lot of video content on my Instagram. Instagram, I'm always there. And I will be having a podcast. You inspired me. And it's going to be um, Amplify Love with Natalia Love Angela. I already have the cover. I plan to do it for Mother's Day as a gift for myself. So wow. you're going to have to be my accountability partner, Michael, and uh, you're going to have to give me some pointers, okay? <laughs> oh my God. You're going to be so good at it. It's, it's so easy. It's, yeah, I just can see it's going to take off for sure. Like everything you do, like you're a serial entrepreneur. So yeah, anything you touch, it's like, oh, goddess energy here. Yeah, it's done. Well, <laughs> Thank I'll, you. Just, I'll just let everybody know that I'm going to have all the information in the description below too as well. So whether you're uh, watching this on the um YouTube there, or you're up on Apple or on Spotify too. So I'll have all the information. So if you you want to uh, check out Natalia's information, please do. Um, I highly recommend it. She comes highly recommended in general for that beautiful energy. Um, it'll really help you out if you're looking for some divine guidance and just healing in general and just a, a community in itself. And that being said, Natalia, I'm just going to close off the show here. So thank oh, you so thank much. You. I really thank appreciate so being much. on the show. You're amazing. And Thank you so much for being so patient and for allowing me to reschedule. And this was the moment we need to connect. I really appreciate you. And I see you and I love you. And I send you lots of angelic blessings and kisses. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. Well, that being said, thank you so much. And uh, this has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now. <laughs>